BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. The dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, hello, we are back, and this, I tell you what, if you thought it was a short show last week where we had a special holiday show, we're going to make up for it this week, I guarantee we're going long, I got a ton of trailers to talk about this week, and, you know, a little bit late to the party, we're going to finally get a chance to talk about Indiana Jones, The Dial of Destiny, also diving into some great memories of Indiana Jones from when we were youngsters, and we're going to talk all about the character and everything, and that'll be our main thing, but of course we'll review that movie and talk about lots of different trailers and a little bit of news and different fun things that are going on. But of course, I'm not talking by myself this time. We've got it all. We, we finally coordinated ourselves. It took us a while. The Lost Boy Phil is back. Hey! Hey, hey, hey. Yay! <laughs> it, it took some coordination. Because uh, yes, you know, trying to bounce around, you know, you're you're kind of busy past your life. Plus, you know, making sure everybody's healthy at the right time. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, that didn't always happen with me. I apologize. Yeah. <laughs> now, that can help but, me. Yeah, but we're back. Yeah. So we're finally getting to make this show. Finally. finally. We've been waiting so long for this. We waited Raiders for this of the show. Lost Elf. <laughs> yeah. We waited for this show since we went and got a chance to go see that movie. <laughs> That's right. Indeedy, indeedy, indeed. But uh, okay, I have learned something this week that I got to tell you about. And while the music is playing, this is one I got to talk about the music thing. So, we're both on Apple Music now. And if you play the Apple Music app on your TV, it's, as long as they have the song fully registered that you're listening to, it'll put the lyrics up on screen for you, right? Oh, really? Yes. I'm not done that. So, it's like karaoke, even. It'll do the test ah, for you. If you want to sing along, you could. Okay, but you know the song Mr. Blue Sky by the Electric Light Orchestra? Yeah. And at the end, you have that weird digital voice. You know? Yeah. And I always thought it was saying, hey, Mr. Blue Sky, or something like that. Well, uh, Heather and I were sitting there on the couch. We're just listening to some music. I had actually put together a playlist. I'll have to share with you. I'm calling it a Traveling Wilburys playlist. Oh, that's got some, great. The Wilburys, got some Tom Petty, some ELO. and Tom uh, Petty, and, man. I love them. Yeah, that kind of thing. Well, it was playing Mr. Blue Sky, and I realized that last line that you can hardly understand because it's so computer distorted is actually sure. saying, 
please turn me over. Oh, which I what I'm thinking, and I I, I want to verify this, but I'll bet that this was was the last song on side one of whatever record this was on and they were being cute about it saying oh hey the record is still on the over you know flip it over to the other side so that's the only reason i can think of saying please turn me over at the end of the song but distorting it to where you could get away with the radio play and no one realized that's what you did <laughs> now back in the day when the wilburys this was traveling wilburys right no, this was electric like orchestra. Oh, oh, uh, Mr. Blue Sky has this distorted voice. But I was just saying why, how I got to this point is because we were listening to this playlist. I mean, I have to send you the playlist because either way, back yeah. in those days in the eighties and the seventies and all that stuff, they did. I mean, they still had those records even when the Wilburys were going. They still had records and things that was still kicking. Yep. Back then the good old vinyl LPs, man. Mm-hmm. Of course, now they're back. <laughs> now they're back. Now they're now back. Now they're back from <laughs> outer space. They just came walking in with that look upon their face. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that being sung in such a way where it sounds like a guy should be uh, some li- lizard, lounge lizard. Oh, you know, my. That's how you sing hey, it. Yeah. Well, well, on their face. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> I should have seen that stupid lock. Hey. Okay. Now I'm Johnny Bravo. <laughs> that's Ooh, it. Hey, uh, hey pretty mama. Ooh, hey. <laughs> pretty mama. Well. So we usually dive right in after, the, of course, the weird... Well, you know, I should show some weird stuff, but I've got some stuff set up for news that I'm going to show you something interesting I found today. But before I really get into that, and this is the benefit, those of you that are Patreon supporters get access to video versions of the podcast. So you can actually see this. So you're going to get to see something special up on Patreon. And if you're only getting the audio, well, doggone it, go subscribe on Patreon so you can actually see what I'm now showing Philip, which I showed him before what I found. Um, which I'm going to tell you though what it is. So I, while I was uh, working up in St. Joe, I, I like to look in antique stores. And I went and checked one because I was in town. And I found in a jeweled case the original VHS mm-hmm. Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. And in pretty good condition in here. Wait, see, I haven't taken it out of there. I'm pretty sure, and even you can uh, see right here, Phil, where they've kind of put uh, a sticker over there like the, a rental store would have yeah. done. This came out of a rental store where they they take the original box and they cut one side out and they slide it down into a jewel sleeve. You would have been pretty young. Now, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut this, you off. But I, I wager, if I looked online, this would probably give me a pretty penny online, but I kind of just want to keep it just because. Although I, I've got a working VCR, I kind of don't want to play it because what if something happens and it eats it or something? So I'm like protecting this, like, oh my gosh, I have an original VHS copy of The Empire Strikes Back. And who knows how many people watched this particular copy because it came out of a rental store. I don't know what rental store. There's nothing indicating that, but it's got like where the UPC code was and they put a sticker over top of the UPC code. It could have been the exchange. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know what they had in St. Joe. It's not a blockbuster thing, but you know how you used to have to take the the case off of the wall and you'd go and they'd go and they'd scan the, the movie and then they'd put it into your casing and... That's that's what it's got the little the thing on there. So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, and it only cost me five bucks, but I'm pretty sure if I want to, I could go on on eBay and I could get a lot more than that. We used I don't to know have, how many of these copies are still floating in the world. When I was real young, v- VHS had just hit, and I remember they had it was Video Exchange and Video Express, and the, you know they changed their name a few times. But I remember yeah, that one on that corner over there. Yeah, in Brighton. But I remember yeah. Video Exchange was had just come out, and they had Star Wars. Of course, we loved that. But then oh, yes. a year after we started with all that, they came out with uh, Empire Strikes Back. That was huge. And mm-hmm. I remember we went nuts 
and we rented that. Oh, I was so thrilled, thrilled to get to see Empire Strikes Back at home. We never got to do yeah. anything like that. That was so great to get to watch it at yeah. home. We didn't have HBO or anything like that. So that was a big deal. Yeah, for all we were renting the uh, the VCR too. We oh yeah, I forgot you could do that. That's right. Was, yeah, we were blessed. I, I say we. My father, uh, my mom had saved up and bought him one for Christmas, and that those were really expensive at the time. I mean, yes, four hundred dollars was a lot back mm-hmm. then, especially. That was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, uh, I'm not going to say a thousand, but closer to a thousand dollars than. Than what we can imagine, because especially for us, we was poor as a as a church mouse, literally yeah. in a sense, uh, yeah. because of being a pastor. But that was his Christmas present. Man, was he excited! That was nineteen. I want to say eighty three, eighty four. I can't remember which exact. I think it was eighty four. And but he got it early. He got around Thanksgiving because he wanted to tape the Christmas shows. And I remember oh, the yeah. first. I think the first thing he taped, and I could be wrong. I think the first thing he taped was a. Uh, because uh, he got it like in October, uh, early November, and he taped the uh, Ghost of Chris- No, he t- taped um, Ghost of Mr. Chicken. And, uh, <laughs> oh, Don Knotts. <laughs> Don Knotts, you know, my dad. And then as far as Christmas stuff goes, because he got a whole bunch of blank tapes and stuff, you know, Kodak mostly. I remember oh. that. Because they had a sale, and, and you know, it had that, that kind of orangish gold look on it, you know, and he, Kodak, and he just, we wanted tapes. He taped everything. He taped Clash of the Titans was on TV. He taped that. <laughs> oh, taped it. Yeah. And, and the only way to take the, the commercials off uh, there was like if you laid down on the floor, is how he would do it, because it, it had this little wire. Yes. Had to lay, he laid there on the floor, <laughs> and uh, he would click this little pause thing. And then he had to click it back. I remember he'd get so yeah. frustrated. My dad would get so angry at himself. He'd, he would bring it back on a little too late. He'd miss the first couple lines. He'd be like, oh, gum, he'd say. <laughs> you know, cause, and then he'd get really mad because I remember when we started recording Christmas stuff that year, it'd be yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And he recorded that, and he said, Welcome to Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. And he was like, he's like, oh, that sounds dumb. He'd say. <laughs> Oh uh, my goodness! He wanted yeah, to be with the professional. With the VCR. Oh wow! Oh, but those are good days, man. I have. Oh love them. man! <laughs> and now though, we like if you find on YouTube where somebody's collected those old commercials, now we want to watch the old commercials. Yeah, so now if somebody had that old shows with the commercials, it's, it's like, oh look at these. The, to be honest with you, I used to watch the Christmas story. Uh, or the, excuse me, the Christmas toy. Uh, every year. Oh yes. Because yes. we recorded when it was first on, and that was 1986, mm-hmm. and I was going to uh, Topping Elementary, and I remember. At the time, we recorded with the commercials, and I, I was like, "Oh man, we'd fast forward through it." But you know, now there's something about those commercials that make it more precious to us. Yes. For one thing, I don't they, know they why that well, for one thing, they did was a <laughs> uh, what was his name? Um, something Healy. Uh, uh, I can't think of his full, full name right now, but he he had this great voice, this this TV voice, and he would do these commercials for Kraft, uh, celebrate oh the seasons with Kraft, and uh, he would say. Right now, if you uh, have with TV Guide special coupons, you can go in and buy certain craft products and get yourself a special Christmas toy poster, as is seen right here tonight on this program. Yeah. Stuff like that, and and he would show you all these recipes in between the commercial the commercial oh, uh, breaks goodness, and all. Yeah. And I just love those. I look it up every year. They're online. I like to watch them on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, and it was great. It's what uh, the special thing is where you would happen to catch one of them commercials, like. E.T. glasses, yes, or when like the big ones, like when E.T. was finally coming on to home video and they had special Christmas oh, yeah. ads for that. There are sometimes there's special ads that some people have managed to catch, and when, you know now you share them like, oh man, because they, they have such memories involved with some of those. 
So yeah. heck, I, even speaking of some great memories, even talking about going over to Video Exchange over there on the corner, I remember when you and I would we'd walk over there to rent games mm-hmm. for the Nintendo and play it. You so. remember when we went to? I don't remember if it was you and me. No, I think it was me and my cousin John. We went and we rented this brand new um, Moon. What was his name? Um, when Michael uh, J. Jackson. Oh, Moonwalker. Moonwalker. They had that game, and we enjoyed it. It was a fun thing because they had just come out, and he's come. He was brilliant when it came to commercial. I mean, at least his people were. I don't know if he was yeah. about it. I'm assuming he was, but yeah, he uh, planned out a lot of his. Career. Oh, he did. He was good <laughs> at it. And the game came out around the same day that they were bringing out, or at least the same time when they were bringing out all those. Uh, uh, they had TV specials and all. Yeah. And well, he's, he coordinated. That was an event. It was. It was. It yeah, was had good, an album too. out. Had a movie. And he was smart about it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and Disney was smart to have him with him, if you recall, with Captain yeah, EO. With Captain EO. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. and I loved all that. That was so much fun. I, oh, I remember yeah. Mark really Hamill. Himself out there. I remember Mark Hamill being on there with him and said, people keep asking when the next Star Wars is coming out. He goes, this is it. He said, I thought that was smart. You know? <laughs> that was smart. This is it. You know, <laughs> that woman. Like Michael Jackson is slipping Mark Hamill a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Thanks for saying this is well, Star Wars. It was pretty smart because the, yeah. it, at that time, that was pretty close to being a, a Star Wars ish type thing, you know, and I mean, I can't imagine now. I mean, get, closest thing you get to that in a Star Wars thing, I guess, is Jar Jar Binks, you know, but maybe dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fun, though. Oh, yeah. Dipper. <laughs> and speaking of being 100 years, I'm, I know that's a weird segue. <laughs> oh, no, it's fun. <laughs> so, like, 100 years, we're, you know, Disney is celebrating being in existence for 100 years, but also so is Warner Brothers oh, celebrating 100 years of yeah. existence. And if you happen to go on YouTube and go to Warner Brothers Entertainment or their official YouTube, they're putting a lot of their behind-the-scenes specials on. And I actually found one this, the, this past week that I watched. And uh, you and I both were talking about this the other day. They had Robert Urocostas. I, I think it was like the the Thursday night before Batman Returns opened yes. on that that Friday. Had Robert Uric hosting a program called The Bat, the Cat, and the Penguin, a behind mm-hmm. the scenes look at Batman Returns. You're so thrilled. Oh, I remember taping that. I watched that no less than ten times that day. By the oh. time we went to go see that movie, you, me, and Seth, I was so Jones that I was talking during the movie. And, and as you know, <laughs> as you know, I was already thrilled. I, I'm a I'm a Robert Uric fan. Because he's a part of my favorite movie of all time, which is mm-hmm. a, technically a miniseries, but it's Lonesome Dove. And they just so happened that week to have been showing uh, Lonesome well, the week before. They, they just so happened to show Lonesome Dove, and I recorded it because the first time they showed it, I was 12 years old, 1989, when Batman came out, and uh, just a, a few months before. And then um, they showed it again, but the second time is when I was in the hospital with my first brain surgery. And I came out and didn't get to record it. And then the next time was that week, and I got to re- finally get a good recording of it. So I was excited. In fact, during the recording of that, I got, and I didn't take it off on purpose, but I got the commercial for the uh, new McDonald's, which I was working McDonald's at the time, new McDonald's collector's cups with the uh, <laughs> the little lids where these the little discs that they shot out yes. for that split second in the movie. They split the, yeah. they shot these little Batman discs Yeah, out. little discs came out of the Batmobile. There's, <laughs> there's black ones, silver sickle ones, and these glow-in-the-dark green ones. The uh, lids. With those old Batman Returns yeah. plastic cups. And then that night, I mean, like a couple of nights later, they, I think it was on the same channel, I could be wrong, but that's when they showed on that Thursday night, they showed that, the bat the cat the penguin or whatever it was and i remember think there's robert yurk again who was a jerk on lonesome dove but on that he's being <laughs> a wonderful loving self <laughs> oh yeah 
Oh, that but that brought back so many so many memories, and it is available on on one DVD set that I have of uh, I think it's probably the first two movies I think I got as a DVD set it's like, a, like a Batman a, Returns, yeah. a steel book. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't have it on there. But I noticed like when I bought it digitally, it didn't come with it digitally. I'm like, oh. are you guys kidding? It's got to be part of this package. So it was really fun seeing it up on YouTube. But if you go on YouTube right now, I mean, I've been seeing stuff from like Superman movies and everything, mm. you know, just watching yes. behind the scenes things. Uh, yeah, they got the original Superman. Um, they got some. I don't know if it's the original or if it was like a celebration of the original, but they have some of the makings of it. And they've got some things about different actors and stuff that have been on a lot of Warner Brothers movies. And now this isn't technically of that, but I ordered a couple of Warner Brothers characters that they came out with years ago that I always wanted. One of my all time favorites that that I loved was the orig- the Acme Batman suit. That's where Wiley Coyote was dressed up in the green. Oh, They made yes. a figure of that years ago when I ordered one the other day. And I saw that this Christmas they're bringing out, I want this, they're bringing out a Hallmark ornament of that, except that he's wearing the actual Warner Brothers Batman outfit. Oh, it, cool. And I was like, oh, I got to get that. That's just, not only is it one of my all-time favorite characters, Batman, you know, but it's yeah. Wiley Coyote kind of makes it. And on the side, he has this little <gasps> ornament of the little Acme like box, you know, oh. fixing little things. Like, oh, that's great. Oh man, I'm gonna have to go look for that one at Christmas. Oh, but I will tell you though, the uh, the Superman behind the scenes thing that I saw Warner yes. Brothers have is actually one Christopher Reeve hosting. It was a television special. Oh, I don't awesome. remember if I sent that link to you, but I I'll have to go and find it again. But y- you can see like an original behind the scenes. I think he did. Where, yeah. With Christopher Reeve hosting it. Oh, it was so fantastic. I had never seen it before. Although I feel like it might have been on TV like the night before they premiered Superman on network television. There's also... They, it was a two-night event. I think they <laughs> did. They also have um, these little figures and things. They're not all posable. But they're kind of like really nice-looking figures of 100 years of Warner Brothers. And some are just like... They're not all 100 years old, obviously. But they're d- different famous movie things like one of them i like to get is the wicked witch of the west it shows her mm. as warner brothers you know they got things yeah. from harry potter they got things from different movies and they've got uh uh oh excuse me hello uh they got bugs bunny as superman oh yes all these i would love to get some of this there's some great oh, things to bring it out if they have a figure where you remember when daffy duck was was stupid man or stupid up man or whatever they got something like that was it stupendous duck or something but they had where Daffy Duck and he had like the shoulder pads there that got crooked in there and he's taking yes. pills to try to get they his power. They got him dressed in something. I don't remember if it's Batman yeah. or if it's that. He's, but he's they got him dressed in lots of different things too. Lots of fun things. I I remember that Daffy Duck Superman. That cracked me up. That was so ridiculous because he was so bad at it and he he kept yes. singing, "Ha ha! This one needs to, you know." It'd be like some ridiculous thing. He thinks he's saving somebody. He's actually causing a disaster. <laughs> it's a great one, but I can't remember if it was like the stupendous duck or something. Oh man. I'm going to have to look that up now. But it's a great cartoon. They always like to put Daffy Duck sometimes as, like, he's supposed to be the hero, but he's terrible at it. Like, when he's Robin Hood uh, or the Scarlet Pimpernickel, or Pumpernickel. Oh, Pumpernickel, yeah. Pumpernickel. Pumpernickel, yes. Daffy Duck made a great, like, lousy hero. <laughs> and and uh, Porky Pig was always on the side being the smart one, which I like. Yes, when they, put, was, when they make him Duck Dodgers. Yeah, he was great. And I yeah, think they do oh. have one of those, a little figure of that. But they, I love, I love oh. the Looney Tunes, you know. Oh, uh, well, I think we've covered pretty well what yeah. you've been watching. But I want to keep the show moving. So, what you've been playing? And I'll, I'll just, you know, I after going to the Spider-Man exhibit, which y'all heard a couple of week shows ago, I went through and I played through the remastered version. Still trying to get, because I've got a platinum on the PS4, but the remastered they added one extra thing where you have to do a hundred hit combo, and I have not yet achieved that. 
So I'm a little annoyed. Like they, I feel like they took my platinum away, but they didn't really. I mean, I just have I have to earn it again. Uh, but I was playing through that, and I'm still playing God of War Ragnarok. But what I want to ask you about is, I guess it was, it was just last week, wasn't it, that the new AEW I what uh, Rampage? It was either last week or the week before. I kind of lost track of time. I've been you new know, game you though, and you picked it up though. Yeah. Oh, I got it. Yeah, AEW is a lot of fun. Is it Rampage or AEW? What was oh, it? Oh, it's. Final, I don't remember honestly. The know, AEW that, finally has a game, though. Yes, it's good. It's good. It's fun. What I like about it, it's it's a very arcadey, and it's supposed to be that way. One thing I really like is one of my favorite things about the WWE game is that it has Cody Rhodes. I love Cody Rhodes, and I was remember I I remember being a little sad that he wouldn't be in this game, but he is. You have to unlock him, but he's in there because I was like, man, he he helped create AEW. Yeah, and. He is in there. You just have to unlock him in the sense that you earn money when, of course, it's not online, really, but it will be. You'll be able to play stuff online. But for the most part, what I like that they did by making it arcadey and not quite as graphical in the sense that there are a lot of graphics, you know, big, deep graphics. They wanted to make it more like a little cartoony, little, but it's fun that way. A bit of action on some bits where I was seeing. Yeah, it kind of looks like a cartoon meets action figures, like real fun stuff. But what I really like is I have a friend who loves the old games, but he can't play WWE because it's too big and fancy for him. And he game, I'm trying to think what he has. He has a Nintendo, whatever. And uh, he can't, so he doesn't have a game system that will play those new new games. Mm. But he can play this. And so he's thrilled because he gets to actually be caught up with this. And I said, like, well, that's good. So at least the people who don't have the kind of uh, game system that has enough, uh, I don't know if you want to say good enough graphics or whatever, <laughs> yeah, whatever power, it is, whatever enough it, power, yeah. whatever you want to call it. So so if they don't have a, a PlayStation 4 or 5 or whatever, if they don't have that or the whatever the um, other one is, Xbox something or other, because I lose, I lose track, lose track yeah. of that, whatever it is, that you can with this, and that is good. And it is fun. It's a lot of fun. Now, I, I prefer WWE more because you can do more with creativity and all that because i'm like yeah the creator you know, wrestler is definitely uh but it's still fake from what i saw on aew it's still fun though i'm not gonna lie i mean it is fun to kind of have more just uh go crazy and do stupid things <laughs> and blow each other up i was oh seeing. yeah <laughs> you have explosives yeah there's a uh <laughs> there's a uh a game on there like a match where and I, they told me people who watch the show and i do watch aew just not as much but they said that there really is a match like this where it's barbed wire and there's a timer on it. And basically there's going to be an explosion on the top. Now that the match is not over once it blows up, then it's whoever is still basically in the best pos- uh, position will keep wrestling until they destroy the person, you know, but it's bloody. <laughs> they too. get blown up real good. <laughs> in fact, the reason why they didn't bring it out before was they had to try to unbloody it to make it a little oh, less, less uh, graphical, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. And you get to, I part part of me if this sounds horrible. One of the things I enjoy too is you can fight the women, the women can fight the men, and that's kind of fun. But you can't take the women's belt, and I like that too, because women should only be able to have that championship. Yeah. And I like it in the sense that in the WWE game, I like that they're trying to tell the men not to hit women. That's good in real life, but this is just for fun, and we I think we're smart enough to know that. And, and secondly, I'd never liked it that the women's characters can beat up on a guy. And nothing, but yeah. a guy's character, if he even slipped and touched her, maybe, yeah, you're you getting disqualified in those games. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, no joke. Jeremy, one time his character 
threw me against a rope and Heather his, was his manager, which is, you know, I, I, she, she was just his manager and my character bounced against a rope, which knocked her off and boom, I lost. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh. why I threw you into the ropes, see? Yeah, yeah, just <laughs> set you up. Oh, there you go, you jake. <laughs> yeah, heck, I remember. I and I had the an image I'd taken because it was actually kind of funny. Uh, this is this was way back in old WWE game, but uh, uh, it was me and I think I was facing Skeletor because we're always oh, yeah. facing Skeletor and stuff. Oh, uh, Skeletor and Heather was out man, there as yeah. a manager, and Skeletor hit Heather over the head with the chair. Yeah, but see, this was still you know they're just getting out of the attitude era where this kind of thing would happen and they just got yeah. the match going and so it didn't disqualify him but i got a really good screenshot because i was like dude you're totally dead now you just hit my wife with a chair but i, I have a really funny photo that i took of the screen because you couldn't you couldn't do screen grabs like no. you can these days you had to do it with your phone uh the look on heather's face after she got clobbered with a chair yeah. by Skeletor, her eyes are rolled back and it, it was so funny i probably still have it on my computer somewhere you know, <laughs> but that was that was like oh, probably like the 07 or something. It's when yeah. you got back into playing those wrestling games those just because I thought the creator wrestler was so good. So I was like, oh, cool, we can make ourselves. So I went and I bought a wrestling That's game. That's what back I then. like that about this like game. Or something. This game is by those same people from back then, Jax and all them. Yeah, and so it's Jax. yeah, so it's not great, but um, Jax Pacific or whatever, it's not Never great yet. Those, those great licensings for that sort of thing. But it is getting good, and it will get good. I still like WWE's better, but it's got a lot of things it needs to fix, too. And I like both of them. And so, you know, I got both. But I, I do like the creative in WWE better. And, you know, the other thing I like about this one is if you choose to get it, there's it's going to be around for a while. So for the next yeah. couple of years, they're going to send you more uh, things to fix what they got. And uh, that I like. Uh, and I can make a lot of silly characters, seeing how you can't make like you or I very well. I made a silly me, but... Um, you, they're going to send a whole bunch of things to fix it up, but I can make a bunch of goofy, goofy characters. They're going to be patching it for a long time because uh, yep. everything I've heard is like it seems like it came out of the oven a little too soon. Yeah, that's like, kind of it. You know? But I do, I, like I said, I, I was really glad Cody's in it because I love Cody's my favorite because anyone who knows well, me who does daddy. it, his daddy. <laughs> Let me tell you something fun. <laughs> I love mm -hmm. Dusty Rhodes. Indeedy. Well, we got to keep the show rolling, so sure. I'm going to hit this button right here. Disney and Geek Universe to bring you the best in comics, toys, movies, and entertainment. This is news from around Neverland. All right, so this is once again where it's going to become very, very special for those of you who are watching on Patreon, and special for Philip, although I guess he can't hear when I hit my buttons. Uh, I, uh, because we were talking about as 100 years of Disney, whoops, let's put this here, I'm oh, yeah. over. I am going to unbox something right here on the video, and I'm going to tell you all about it. This is something Philip was talking about. We were at Walmart or something. I was looking for some of the new uh, Super Friends. I call them Super Friends, but the Super Powers Collection, which are coming out actually this Friday. Uh, the thing. I was looking at Walmart for that, and he was talking about this some sort of Mickey figure or something Michelle had. And then uh, he, he's, he's like, you wouldn't believe it. It actually came in on that Sunday, and he had me look it up on Amazon, and I saw this, and I absolutely had to have it. It's 100 okay. years, and I, I don't know how well this is showing up on the camera. It's a Mickey and Minnie figure. They come with extra heads and all this stuff. They're fully posable. 
And I saw it. I said, oh, golly, I got to have this because these are even good size. In fact, Philip actually sent me some photos of Mickey Mouse riding on Battle Cat carrying the power sword. <laughs> oh, boy, I have the power. I have the power. <laughs> so I'm going to unbox this thing live on camera. And I try to talk to it. That way you just get on the audio can still get something. I'm trying to be very careful about this box. I am keeping the box. And it might even be because this is a special edition, like a hundred years thing, that this would be a valuable item to have still in the box. But I, I got to get it out. And I've been, I've got this in last Wednesday, and I've been waiting, waiting for this moment for us to be able to record this together, for me to be able to take this out awesome. of the box. I have resisted the temptation to get out there and play with my Mickey Mouse. Because <laughs> as much as I, and this is what I've been thinking. It's like you know, you can take me out of Disney, but you couldn't take the Disney out of me. That's right. And I see a Mickey Mouse thing, and I have to have it. We still have oh, the classics. Oh, there's like a little uh, card here. Yeah, the classics, you know. It's it's classic Mickey Mouse. Which is my favorite. As it went, originally shown up in color. And then it's a Minnie Mouse still in the blue polka dot dress. Mm -hmm. There's a little trading card like a yep. little thing in here. Isn't great? Some great artwork. I'm not sure who is responsible for this artwork, but uh, it's great. I love it. It's, I'm okay. They did a great job. There. And uh, see, now, the fun thing is those of you on Patreon that get to see uh, are going to get to see this. The rest of you are probably looking on Amazon right now for this. I'm going to see if I can get Mickey Mouse out of the container oh he's got a little bit of a little bit of a um oh what do you call it like almost like i almost want to call it, oh, i pulled his arm completely off yes because okay, you could change his up. hands <laughs> right but uh, his hand actually is being held in by uh kind of a oh no it's not the, one of the rubbery things it's actually one of those things i there i just slid it out okay what so. i usually do this is me. I usually go through with the little exacto knife behind the scenes and cut those little things so I don't break nothing because I know how I can yeah. be. <laughs> and I, I might end up having to get the scissors after. I, didn't, I wasn't aware that they were uh, trimmed in there because of the way the box was. But here's Mickey. You can even turn his ears. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to like turn his head, well, though, of course you'd need to be able to slide the ears around his head. That was what yeah. you do. So, but it's kind of funny that you can turn his ears. So cute? you can actually do like weird. I don't know why you would actually have his ears rotate that way, but you could totally turn him into Bat Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> He's so cute. Oh, I love, that's my this, favorite this Mickey. Adorable. Oh my gosh. This is yeah. This is the best Mickey figure, and I've got a lot of those miniatures that they put yeah. out at the hundred years. A little stiff around the elbows. Uh, I did look on the box. There's a really cute picture of uh, where they've, they've they've got swappable heads. The other heads for Mickey and Minnie are making kissy faces. And there's a really cute picture on the box of Mickey's kissy face, and he's kissing uh, on Minnie's cheek, and she's uh, they've got a hand that fits perfectly for her to be like, she's kind of blushing, like one hand on the other cheek as Mickey's kissing the other. Uh, and I guess if you do this right, you can have them holding hands together, which is my plan of how I'm going to pose it. And I guess there's very specific hands you'd have to have. Um, and granted, a, lo a lot of these hands are pretty much the same. There's right and left because their hands are, you know, it's Mickey and Minnie of the old school. So they're they're both wearing these white gloves. So they're pretty well matched up. Let's see if I got Minnie if I need to cut something here out. Uh, Minnie's hat apparently does come off. So, but yeah, I don't, it have does. we ever really seen Minnie without a hat or a bow in her hair? Or a bow, yeah. Yeah. I'm making a lot of noise. That makes good podcasting when you've got noises. <laughs> I personally, and be here. careful because I didn't realize it, but I personally put a, some little holes, drilled little holes in Minnie's shoe, but it nearly came through because I didn't realize that, that unlike Mickey's, Mickey's shoes are hollow. Hers are not. And so I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I stopped it. But um, because I needed more holes because hers are just as little bitty holes on the bottom of her heels. And 
it wasn't very yes i wanted to make sure want to make sure that that she could stand a little more uh uh straight (laughs) yeah securely that was the word i was looking for thank you by the phrase quite straight oh no 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 (laughs) she's just about to fall over a couple times i was like oh i better do something but but hers, uh, her shoes are, are solid, and Mickey's are hollow. <laughs> yeah, because she's got those high heels on. One thing I really like, though, is that they're, his shorts and her um, her skirt are latex. They're real bendy. And, yeah, they are. Wow. Yeah, they're really cool. They they uh, and the other thing I like is like at first I was like I don't know if their legs will bend or will 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 move. They do move. They move perfectly well. You just can't tell at first, but the way they turn and everything. I'm trying to cut a thing here in the back to get Minnie's hands out. They've got the, the typical little uh, tabs. I thought for a while it was the uh, they're almost a, a clear rubbery things that a lot of the, the new Master Universe Origins figures mm, have. Yeah. They have that rubbery thing that are even kind of hard to cut. I managed to get Mickey out of there without cutting these tabs, but Minnie is just a little too hard to get out with it. Okay, I think I, I think I got that one cut. There we go. Come out of there, Minnie. She came out without her hat. Oh, and I popped her hand up. Oh, no! <laughs> the weird thing is she's she doesn't have her hat on. So, so only you on Patreon getting to see the video exclusively are going to get to see this. Those, the rest of you are just having to imagine what Minnie looks off, like without a hand and without a hat. Ripping off Disney's uh, hands. and. <laughs> oh, no! But Minnie's got kind of the typical... She starts with hands that are kind of that typical pose where you'd see back in the day where she's got her hands kind of spread out and she's just kind of like, ta-da! Here I am, you know, uh, but you can, you know, swap the hands out and uh, I, I might have to look on the back of the box to see exactly. I, which I never thought I'd the, see uh, you doing that pose. <laughs> Ta-da! Here I am. Well, because I got to show the viewers, the people who are watching this, those of you listening to audio, hopefully this is still entertaining. You can hear all the noise of this plastic thing. There we go. Minnie's hat was a little hard to get out of there. Ta-da! I guess her ears are what's going to hold that hat in place. There we go. Yeah, that's, that's it, it, it does. Yeah. And they have these lovely stands they, that you put them on. But I guess yeah, you I like found it. that uh, you had a hard time getting where you could only get like one hole in there. Yeah, for the most part. But that was also before I knew the legs were a little more movable than I realized, too. Yeah. They, at first, they seemed kind of stiff, and I was afraid that I was going to break them because that's <laughs> toys have done that before. Yeah, yeah. But these are they're uh, a little I'm, more movable. For now, I'm just going to. I'm just, for now, I'm just going to put them out with the regular stuff, and later I'm going to play around and I'm going to yeah. try to pose them. And I'm, I've got a place picked out for them on a shelf downstairs with all of my stuffed characters, where I've got Kermit and Mickey and Minnie and Donald and Goofy and uh, Dumbo. I think I've got a Pluto down there, don't I? Yeah, I do so like I that I've got they don't, somebody riding around. I do like that the legs don't break easily. I mean, you know that they are bendable, but yet I mean not bendable. That sounds a word. They're poseable, but yet they're not so poseable that they're you know fall over easy. Because some toys have done that before, too. They're yeah. so limp, and boom, they're gone. You can't stand them there up. There we go. There we go. And you can even pose their little tails. Yeah, uh, I like that, too. I got to say, Mickey stands up really well without being on a stand, but it's nice to have a stand bill to put him oh, on. Oh, because his feet are so solid. Yeah. There we go. But they're standing right now on my desk. And let me once again show these to the camera, because I, I guess I was looking down, and nobody was really getting a chance to see. Hopefully, these are showing up really good on camera. Yeah, I can't tell what great. I'm seeing. So Ooh. there they are, out of the box. Uh, yeah, I love the fabric of, uh, of mini skirt. It's also the same kind of, uh, or not fabric so much, but a uh, soft, pliable material. Same thing yeah. that's over on for her hat. Isn't that great. Uh, they, these are fantastic little figures. 
it cost me a, a little over 40 bucks. Uh, I use reward points though to take care of it on Amazon. So, I mean, it can be in a nice little ta da 1930s style pose. You know, she's got her hands up, you know, da da da. Oh my gosh, these are fantastic. I've been waiting all week to get these out of the package. And finally, I got to take them out right here live for you. Now, Philip, I got something else odd to show you. What's that, this Philip? is something that now, while I have, I have stated I am not confident in this movie, because when I even heard that Seth Rogen was making, and I was like, please don't let Seth Rogen make this movie. Yes, I remember. But here we go. I Teenage saw that. Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem cereal. I've been wanting to try and it. I, I like the design of the turtles really a lot. And uh, I've seen some pictures. Pixel Dan has gotten some of the pictures of the, some of the, the toys. The toys look great. Uh, and uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, I think the toys look better than they do in the movie. The movie that looks weird. And Splinter looks terrible in the movie. I've not seen the toys yet. But yeah, uh, Pixel Dan went and showed some of the toys. They even have a Splinter with baby turtles. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which looks kind of cute. So they've done some cute stuff with the toys. And I like the designs. But this cereal here, I haven't tried it yet. Cinnamon apple with marshmallows. That might be good. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know what? That sounds kind of tasty. And I, you know, I, I don't recall that back in the day because you know my mom, my mom was completely against Ninja Turtles because you know somebody that. was going to stab. Yeah, she was one of those parents. So I remember having um, cereal of the turtles, and I never got to have any of that cereal. Never. But it did. wasn't. It was just your regular, basically Lucky Charms type. If I remember right, it was basically, they also had kind of a fruity flavor to it. Since you're showing new cereal, I, when I saw those, I bought this, which is. Yes, I bought those today, too. Yes, isn't that good? Frosted lemon Cheerios, they're good. I haven't gotten to try yes, them yet. Yes, very good. It's kind of a lemon pie type. Ooh. <laughs> it's, I, I, oh, as you can see, I've opened mine and I had a handful. Yeah. Oh, it's good. Oh, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a shot right now. I'm trying to eat through the rest of the cereal that I already have open, but uh, I had to go shopping this morning before I I'm started. I'm always work, cereal. So. You know me. I'm a. Yep, yep, yep. Don't take this wrong. They jokingly say I'm a cereal killer in the sense that I go through a lot of cereal very quickly. Cereal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I'm trying to slow down and I'm trying to eat a bit more grown-up cereals. I know I've just shown a Ninja Turtle cereal, I but see, I did buy some Cheerios, and mm -hmm. I've been eating right now. Um, Basic Four, I think it is, where it's got some raisins and some nuts. And I had stuff some like that. two weeks ago. It was good stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. I see a lot of these grown-up cereals that I used to not like. Now I can and enjoy. <laughs> Another one I always wanted besides Basic Brain Four. Crunch. I love that too. That was what I had was those two. I was like, I've always wondered what these were like. So I tried them, and and you know, what I ended up doing when the two boxes were getting close to the end, I mixed them together. <laughs> it was pretty good. <laughs> well, that could actually mix the Basic Four yeah. with you know, and I've also liked the. Um, I think it's called Raisin Nut Brand, where the raisins are covered in like nuts. That's what pieces. I meant. Yeah, Raisin Nut yeah. Brand. Yeah, because that, and then the, and I've got that's why I'm eating at work because uh, I save a lot of money and time if I just I bring a box of cereal to work and I get some milk and I'll sit there and I'll eat cereal for lunch because uh, I can eat cereal for just about anything. So I've been eating yeah. that uh, at work. Um, I, I thought I had something I was going to say about that other than that, but I can't think. Of, but yeah, but that's what I have at work. <laughs> but uh, yeah. The next piece of news, though, that uh, I just wrote down a thing because I saw something about this. Those of you that are fans of uh, of Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal Studios, uh, due to, of course, you do have a, a series that has premiered, which, you know, I haven't watched it. I've played the, the first game. I do enjoy the first game of The Last of Us. They're actually building a haunted uh, attraction uh, for, of course, Halloween Horror Nights, so it's temporary, of The Last of Us. So all you gamers out there, I think you would have a grand old I've time heard of that. experiencing that. Um, 
I I've got well. I don't know if I buy it digitally. If we're set up to where you can play my stuff, if I download it for you digitally. But yeah, they, the Last of Us, the original one, I definitely recommend. Oh, I was talking uh, about the show. There's a show of it. I know. Yes, there's HBO. a show of it. Yeah. Uh, I, I I'm not going to dive in too much because we don't we don't dive into that sort of content. No. Uh, oh. As far as because there's especially there's a particular episode that had some content that they went. I forgot that it was a game. game dead. That's, I so, really did. The game though is worth playing. Yeah. Uh, the the second game I didn't like what they were doing with it, so I was excited about it. And then I was like, oh, is that gonna happen? I don't want to see that happen. No, don't do that. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I just didn't play the second game. You know. Well, uh, the next piece of oh yeah. I was gonna say there. speaking yeah. of well, this speaking of games, as you know, one of the first games I ever played on PlayStation. In fact, it was the first game. It was a uh, Twisted Metal. And I've been oh, playing a lot series, of that. Yeah. And that series I'm looking forward to, that comes at the end of this month, and I can't wait. It's like the 27th, I want to Yeah, haven't talked much about it, because that's going to be a hard R-type series, I just bet. It, it's a comedy, I know, but I don't think it's going to be a horror. I think it's going to be more like a goofy... From what I saw, I saw a preview yesterday, and uh, it looks like a really goofy... I don't know, I'll, I'll look at yeah. it and see before we talk about it, but it looks like a real yeah. goofy... But we ain't... We, I'm skipping past, because that's... That's not the type of content we bring to this show. That, that, that's going to be a pretty hard. I'm, I'm sure it's going to be fairly graphic, so we're going to move past it. Uh, one thing, though, another movie we're not really going to talk about, but we have to talk about that it is, is happening because it is kind of neat. Uh, I have only watched one Deadpool movie. I've been told the second one uh, won't be near as bad because I, I don't do a hard art. I mean, a bit of graphic violence, I can deal with some. I don't like it, though. But if you go full on sex scenes and nudity and like, no, I don't want to yeah. see that. So after seeing the first one and even have a 13 year old boy who in there like, going, oh, I like this movie, Dad, when there was a sex scene going on a, on a yeah. giant screen. Uh, I was like, OK, no. So I didn't see the second Deadpool, although people have told me, so no, you know, actually, it's a lot better. It's more fun. But Deadpool three and it's been rumored for a long time. But we finally got to see some photos. Hugh Jackman shared it. Ryan uh, Reynolds shared it. We've gotten to see Wolverine in the classic. Well, not fully classic, but it is a yellow oh. and blue outfit. Uh, they're walking around with Deadpool, which is kind of cool, but I'm still, that's about as much you're going to hear about Deadpool 3 because it's going to be another and, uh, hard R movie, I'm sure. The other we don't thing, those. there's a whole bunch of actors and characters who are making appearances, from what I understand. Yeah, uh, it was kind of what they did in that first one. A lot of characters yeah, popped up. It was which neat. is going to be kind of fun. At least they're doing that, but there's going to be a whole bunch of uh, fun comic book characters. It's, it's really weird. To me, Deadpool almost seems like it's in his own reality. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Just, uh, well, this is the first time, you know, Disney's actually, you know, popping this one out there. So, yeah, Although I I'm, think, I'm pretty sure they're sending it out through Fox because that's the only way they're going to, you know, yeah, they're going to keep everybody happy by keeping it to hard R. Speaking of something else that has earned a hard R rating that I'm disappointed because I was excited, Oppenheimer. Uh, and I was just oh, reading an article. People are people are really up in an uproar because of the age difference between uh, um Oh, and I do I have the article still up, but the the main yeah there we go. Florence Pugh is like twenty seven, and Celine Murphy is forty seven. And the reason why they're upset about that twenty year age gap is there's a full on full nudity oh. sex scene between the two of them apparently in there. And people are saying, oh that age gap is kind of creepy when they make them naked. Uh, but I guess some people are, are just arguing like you know this this is something that, uh, on Yahoo Entertainment uh, somebody named Gina G WGA on strike on Twitter said let women age, but She's not going women. She's going women, and then the A is become an X. So she's one of them people's. Let women age. Cast women that are the same age as their co-star. Uh, that's where they're trying to make a full stuff. But as, yeah, as described by Yahoo in the headline, prolonged full nudity for Florence Pugh and Celine Murphy in Oppenheimer, adding fuel to the controversy surrounding the 20-year age gap between the actors 
is the prolonged full nudity and for both Florence Pugh and Cillian Murphy during sex scenes. And it says scenes. Mm. Uh, so I was excited to see this, but I don't want to go to movies that have that. That is not how I'm wired. I don't approve of that kind of thing. If you go to that, you you do that. But uh, I'm a believer in Christ. I don't want to go to movies where they're throwing that at me. You shouldn't have to edit yourself by that. I mean, turn turn around. And I've had to do that before with other films uh, where you have to turn away. And, yeah. and I shouldn't have to be the one. If the only woman I'm going to see naked is my wife, and I yeah. earned it because I married her. <laughs> okay, you don't. Know I, mean. I don't I need to have see to turn the other, away, you know, because you still that's not the way stuff. of the world. But that's that's the way the world should be. Exactly. I mean, so. even when I saw Braveheart, which I love, but I still had to turn away. Yeah, and, yeah, that one you, scene in there. You shouldn't have to. I mean, luckily that you don't hear anything. But my point is, you still shouldn't have to. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be there. Right. It just. But that's that's the way the world is, and mm-hmm. but I, I'm making my stance. And I was super excited. You and I both were super excited yeah. to see that movie. But like, no, I I'm sorry, I don't want to see that. No, I want to see a historical movie about a guy. You know, the people who who made the album and the repercussions of what they did. Maybe when it comes to home, where I can fast forward quickly and just yeah, see skip through. skip. You know, because yeah. I I just want to see the the historical part. That's all. Yeah. But why was it even necessary? Well, do we it's need not. You and I know that. I mean, you and I know that. They're just now, you know, trying to titillate, and that, you know, they've got a way now. People are talking about the movie that where, in case people weren't interested in the movie, now they're like, "Oh, we're going to see that girl that was in Black Widow." You remember the sister? We're going to see her naked. Oh, is she in the film? I didn't know. Yeah, that's that's. Florence she's a good Pugh, actress, but correctly, you know. Uh, I'm going to double check that. But oh, darn it! I <laughs> forgot. I, I closed the article on there. But Florence Pugh, I believe, is who played the well, not really a sister. But was oh, like black si- yeah, widow, stepsister, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, stepsister, uh, we'll say. Yeah, she was, and so she was in the Black Widow movie. That's yeah, I've confirmed that is her, and she's in uh, Don't Worry, Darling, and Midsummer, and uh, that Little Women, uh, highly feminism version of Little Women and stuff like that. Uh, she's apparently in Dune she's Part in. Two as well. She's in so, what? Uh, Dune Part Two, and as well. Oh yeah, I know Dune. Yeah, I haven't seen. But I don't movie. need to see any more of her than what I normally would see in a movie with her with yeah. her clothes on. Thank you very much. I'm going to get off my soapbox, and we're going to go to the trailer <laughs> park. Mama, now the gator got in the house. Now the gator? Give me that sugar. Come here. Oh. Get him, Mama. Oh. Get that gator. Ah. The Neverland Trailer Park. We're going to be in the trailer park for a good long time, my brother. There were so All many right. trailers that have come over the last uh, uh, couple of weeks that, I mean, I, we got to go. And speaking of Dune Part 2... He said that. I got that. Thanks. I won't be fighting for him. I'm fighting for my people. You young pop. Do you believe in Paul? There are signs. Why is that a bad thing? Use it. Because all my visions lead to horror. Because you lose control. Because I gain it. Johnny, do you believe in me? Paul Atreides is still alive. Deal with this prophet. Show me who you are. 
weak man. Look who's back from the dead. Now do what must be done. We gave them something to hope for. That's not hope! as long as I breathe. This prophecy is how they enslave us! It's not a prophecy. It's a story. I don't care what you believe. I believe. I am Paul Bordeaux Atreides! You are Barakis! who can destroy a thing has the real control of it. November 3rd, brother. Good. Now, this is where we were talking in the movie theater actually after we were watching Indiana Jones there. Like, oh, by the way, and I was like, oh, dang it, I can't think of what it was. Christopher Walken, I saw him in a trailer. Oh, that's right, the Dune 2 trailer. And I saw your eyes just light up when he popped up in that trailer. Yeah, that's right. You know... <laughs> <laughs> I love them, man. I, Chris oh, Walken's my one of my favorite dudes. And I'm gonna have to watch the the first one again, uh, so too. I remember everything that happened because it's been a long time since I watched it. Plus, uh, it's been a long time also since I listened to the audiobook of it. Oh my goodness! There's actually a trailer coming it. up. We're gonna we're gonna watch later, but not oh, right now. Yes, uh, it's coming up. I, it's just something that just dropped today. But don't say I, anything. Um, I just now, before you called me earlier to get this going, I had renewed my Apple TV thing. I just renewed it to, and it's and it looks like that was on there at least the preview. Yeah, all right, know. but we're we're talking about something we're that we're no, not I know talking that. about yet. So so hang on to that. <laughs> we will hold that that. Plus that will be in theaters, by the way. Okay. Good, 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 Dune, good, good. Dune two will be in theaters. Plus something we're going to do at that very end of our trailer park that I, that just dropped today. Yes. Oh, but dude, that looks so exciting. The music looks so is fantastic. Uh, here's something also I was telling you about. Uh, this is coming to theaters August twenty fifth. It's called Retribution, starring the great Liam Neeson. Ah. Are you going to answer that? It's not mine. Hello, Matt. Sorry, who is this? There is a bomb under your seat. If you... Oh. I have your attention. Did I do something to you? Sounds so guilty. What do you want? Drive to this location. Honey, something's happened. There's a man who has put a bomb in the car. Under our seats, there are pressure triggers. We can't get out. The car will explode. We're here. Listen very carefully, or I kill you. Open the glove box. Shoot him. Why are you doing this? What have I ever done to you? Dad! His life or yours? Matt, I'm your best friend. You're a murderer now, Matt. You think I'm the bomber? Well, I guess you've had a tough day. I know that you lost a lot of money for your clients who invested in your fund. A lot of people are worried about you. You've got everybody's attention, Matt. 
He is still out there. If you can find him, I will. I'm in control here. No, you're not. You hurt my daughter, you son of a bitch. I will kill you. What's it gonna be? Drive. And I, I'm glad that I'm recording video of this because I realized I never hit the button on the uh, Zoom here to record the audio. So I'm going to rip the audio directly off of this video later because I was trying to look at exactly what time he cursed so I remember to censor that. <laughs> That's one of the things that now that I'm running in the Christian market uh, with this show, we try not to have anybody cuss yes. in a trailer. And I forgot right. he was going to say that. Uh, so thank goodness I am recording this on video because I almost lost the whole thing. But yes, uh, it's you know a little bit of the plot of Speed, but except for this is somebody who's getting their revenge apparently on Liam Neeson's character. And I even the scene where you have Matthew Modine as his friend, he tells him to shoot his friend. Looks like he's refusing to shoot his friend, throws the, the gun out the car, and then the car with his friend blows up anyway. And he's getting blamed for all the bombings, even though he's a victim. Oh, my God. I love Liam Neeson, man. And I know some people, I don't know who, but it wouldn't be me. But some people say that Liam Neeson's movies are pretty much all the same. When you're that good at whatever you do, just do it. I mean, he's good at those types of films. And he makes fun of himself even in in that movie. uh, What was it? Uh, Uh that that film that film that he was that uh mel gibson was playing the father of uh oh uh oh i can't think of his name right now it was a that christmas version that christmas movie that they were doing uh, that uh liam neeson was basically in i can't think of the name of the film right now where they're being dads like uh, stepdads or whatever and he was in there playing santa basically uh did you see that okay. oh know, anyway you'll see it. yeah it was like uh it was the stepdads too, or whatever. And uh, oh, okay. Liam Neeson was making fun, fun of himself. They went to see a film, and he was, it was his voice where he was basically mocking himself in the films that he does. It was really uh, funny. Oh my goodness! Uh, but that is once again called Retribution. Is coming here in August. I think I took the. Yeah, I already knocked the screen out of the show. <laughs> what a show! What the, I think it's August twenty eighth. Uh, looking forward to checking that one out. Sounds very very uh, intriguing. But yeah, I mean. As, as ACDC has said, I can't remember what member of ACDC said this, because somebody accused them of all their songs, like they keep writing out the same song and putting out the same song over and over again. And somebody from ACDC said, yeah, but it's a really good song. And so Liam Neeson doing maybe the same type of movies over and over. Yeah, but it's a good movie. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right. Next trailer on our list. Uh, those of you, I was not a fan of the Nickelodeon series. But you know, Netflix has got an Avatar: The Last Airbender live-action series coming 2024. Hmm. So those of you who are fans of this, you probably might be excited for this. It's got to be better, I guess, than that movie that I guess disappointed all of you. I would hope. That's a short teaser, really. I don't know if there's really any audio other than we're looking at these symbols for the different nations. Oh, yeah. The elements. That's pretty much all this little tease is. But I was going to bring it up that this is happening. Uh, uh, I, I don't know how long ago it really was from the animated series, but they're they're doing a live action, I guess, adaptation for Netflix coming 2024. So those of you that were fans of the cartoon, you might be interested in that. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Um, those of you who are like that, you're probably also going to be interested in this. An anime that uh, I've watched like one episode of. Uh, my wife has watched a lot more, but there is a live-action movie coming also to Netflix based off of One Piece. And this actually looks kind of fun. Ever since I was a kid. Oh. The sea's been calling. So? I'm setting out to follow my dreams. I'm gonna be king of the pirates. All I need is a loyal crew. And I think together we'd make a pretty good team. We're heading up to the Grand Line. A treacherous stretch of ocean with bigger islands and bigger pirates. <laughs> Careful with that. I don't work for you. I'm sensing a little bit of tension amongst the crew. Not, Not a, crew. a crew. We haven't sailed together for very long, but I know we've got each other's backs. Gamagam! All great fighters call out their finishing moves. No, they don't. <laughs> August 31st, this is coming to Netflix, and I like the fact that they're kind of making fun of themselves, like in a lot of anime and even like Street Fighter 2, you know, you've got, they always call out their final move or whatever their move is, you know, and so I like that they make fun of that at the end, it's like, oh, you know, all great fighters call out their final, their moves. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know it, it doesn't look too bad with his weird stretchy abilities that he has. Um, you know it's going to look a little off, but it doesn't look bad uh, for for maybe early work on the CG. I think that you know him stretching out it, it looked fairly realistic for what it's, whatever how realistic it can look when your arm is stretching out like that. But uh, it looks like a lot of fun, and it looks like they've also made the decision to where uh, the one girl uh, from everything I've seen, I guess she just runs around in bikini top all the time. But they decided to put a shirt on her for this. Good. So not make the actress run around in bikini top all his, the time. His, I'm sure she his stretching that. out looked fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hopefully everybody got that joke. Mister Fantastic. Yeah, Mister Fantastic. But that actually looks fun. I'm I'm not that familiar with the main story of One Piece. Like I said, I've seen one episode of it. Uh, my wife recently resubscribed to Crunchyroll. I'm sure I could sit and watch One Piece there at some point, or it's probably on Netflix still. Speak of so. anime, I watched a Superman anime on uh, 
on HBO Max this uh, this week. Yeah, it's actually on Adult Swim. I watched the first yeah, episode. That's pretty I, I interesting. To put that down as something uh, yeah. something uh, I watched this week. Uh, it was yeah. called uh, something like My Friend Superman or Adventures yeah. with with Adventures Superman. with Superman. It was interesting. Yeah, and they did some race swapping. Yeah, I um, saw that. <laughs> Uh, but and the thing that's weird is I always find it funny when they're going to show Clark Kent as a child and they have him wearing glasses because why would he be yeah. wearing glasses as a child? Yeah, it he is doesn't. He wears them it's, as disguise. He doesn't need them. I'm not a huge anime fan, but I don't dislike it yeah. necessarily either. Yeah. And it wasn't really so much an anime, but yeah, but it definitely had anime that style. style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, it was it was pretty good first episode. There were some things that I was kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, the animation was good. Yeah. Uh, it could be fun going forward. I don't like their design of Lois though. The weird pixie no. cut kind of looked yeah. weird for Lois. Um, yeah. But they're they're going with the idea of Lois and Jimmy and Clark being interns at the Daily Planet yeah. and trying to earn their spots. And of course, Lois is going to go after a story no matter what, and of course, gets herself into trouble. And so, uh, Clark has not come out to be full on Superman yet. He hasn't gotten yeah. his costume in that first episode. But so HBO Max does have at least the first episode, I guess, by now, right? Yeah, then, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I know there's more. I YouTube just had the first episode up. That's how I watched it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I'm going to see where they go with this uh, for a Superman series. It's You kind of take it as kind of a very alternate version, and it is similar to the Superman animated series where they kind mm -hmm. of had to power him down a little bit so they can oh, actually yeah. have to hurt. Um, because he does get beat down a little bit there. Uh, they did that episode. in the 1980s when they, they had the new uh, DC world after everything happened. They had to basically give him more weaknesses and and all that make make him yeah. some villains which i don't blame him because i said it was almost like there was nothing you could do with superman yeah. which is too much <laughs> yeah if he's too powerful it's hard to find a way to where you get a good story out of him yeah he I has to overcome the odds somehow i am looking forward to seeing what they do with the new dcu because for according to them to, to the guy who's behind it now what's his name again the guy who did the uh, guards of the galaxy james gunn yeah james gunn yeah I'm so, i should be able to remember that anyway According to him, what they intend to do is have it to where whoever plays him in the movies and all that, that guy looks be the good, same one as the voice. Same, same one as the yeah. cartoons, which I think is a good idea, so it's not as yeah. confusing. But anyway. Yeah, it's the same thing Disney's been trying to pull off with Marvel, and it gets kind of uh, dangerous after a while because you have to, eventually you have to watch every daggum thing, and you get kind of tired yeah. of watching it. And yeah. they're having a, a superhero fatigue problem right now. Yeah. Now, here's something I wouldn't have thought I was going to be that interested in. I've played a little bit of one of these games, but uh, I do know that the guy who created this is a good Christian guy. No, really. And so his success, I really appreciate. Coming October 27th, right in time for Halloween, Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. The kids are going to love this. Hi, this is Mike. I was just calling to see if that job that you offered was still available. Yes. The security guard. I will take anything. This place was huge in the 80s with the kids. They shut it down years ago. The owner's just not ready to let it go yet. I will work and you will sleep. I understand. Give me your hand. All you have to do is keep your eyes on the monitor. Welcome to Freddy Fazbear's, where mm. fantasy and fun come to life. Okay. You must be a new security guard. Can I uh, help you, officer? Have you met them yet? Met who? Them. Hmm. I know him. 
In the 80s, kids went missing. <laughs> the police searched Freddy's top to bottom. Hello? They never found them. That's <laughs> why the place shut down. There are ghost children possessing giant robots. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. Technically, they're animatronics. What do they want? They want to make her like them. Bobby! Tell me how to stop them. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> Bobby, go! <laughs> <laughs> Where to? Why do I always get the weirdos? So be in theaters and in uh, on uh, Peacock. Now, what I like about this is this is actually being written by the guy who created the game series and the story of all this. And being that he's a good Christian guy, he's going to keep it clean. He's going to keep it enough where families can go and enjoy. And he knows the kids are the ones that really love these games. Uh, They've seen toys in all of them. mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I couldn't get into it. I played it on my the mobile version on my phone, but I, I can't, my head doesn't wrap around the fact that, okay, how come I have a limited power supply and I can't leave the room? Uh, there's game mechanics that are, are clearly game mechanics that, that they, don't, they lose some of the realism. Uh, but this kit became popular from a lot of people who were playing it and streaming it online. In fact, the guy you see is the cab driver is somebody that people were recognizing. He's one of the people who made the game popular oh, really? because he was streaming, playing it all the time. So he gave him a cameo. That's kind of fun. Uh, but this looks like it'll be something, you know, I'm, he's going to make it to where, you know, you can bring your kids and the whole family can come and get scared and have some fun watching this. So I'm excited to go and check it out. I, Five I, nights at Freddy's. I kind of like that it has that showbiz pizza look. Remember the yes. old showbiz pizza? Even before it became yes. Chuck E. Cheese, it had that old showbiz pizza look about it. That's kind of fun, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Chuck E. Cheese was first, but not in. We're not around here in Kansas City. Not around here. Showbiz pizza. It and was, uh, Chuck E. Cheese just took us over. Yeah, it took but us that over. was part, that was part of the idea of this is that it's one of those old type of pizza parlor places that mm-hmm. something scoop spooky happens and all the animatronics are coming to life and coming to get you. That's kind of so, cool. Yeah, he's expanded the story and uh, even had where the Freddy Fassbender is actually the, the the ghost possessing that one is actually trying to stop all of this and you see him running around with the little girl to where I guess that's the idea uh, of what he's doing. He's got some books he's written. And I mean, when I was driving a school bus, even for a while, the kids would debate all the different things of what's really going on with yeah, all the I different heard. games. Kids were just crazy about these. I'd hear my uh, nephews and I'll talk about it, you know. Oh, yeah. Your nephews are going to love this. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty excited for that. I'm also pretty excited for this one, brother. Because <laughs> you can't take the Disney out of me. Wait. Oh, yes. I should warn you, before you step inside the house, this could change the course of your entire life. I'm not afraid of a couple ghosts. (laughs) You say that now. This mansion is unhinged. (laughs) These ghosts definitely don't want to leave. Death lurks around every corner. God, give us a break. There's so many bad people in the world. Haunt them. Amen. I do like surprises. Is anybody else seeing this? I hope you do, too. We're in a fight, whether we like it or not. 
or else we're stuck here for eternity. If this comes down to an exorcism, we're in big trouble. This house is dripping with souls that there's always room for one more. tall. He had hair that was sticking out of a what it? top hat. Top, top hat. <laughs> yes. He had, yeah, so nice like, top hat. You would pull a rabbit out of it, probably. Uh, eyes. They were a bit, uh, sunken eyes. Like a raccoon. Beady eyes. They sat back. <laughs> and he was smiling like, hey, yeah, like that. This kind of thing. Exactly. Is this the man who mugged you? Wow. Oh. You just did that oh. just now? <laughs> July 28th, Haunted Mansion. Not the Haunted Mansion. That's how they're differentiating from the previous movies just by oh. calling this one Haunted Mansion. Uh, and it looks a lot of fun. Uh, they've got a lot more of the ride involved this time. Uh, I am, I'm pretty excited for that. <laughs> that looks just great. And apparently this, this trailer came out like a month ago. And somehow or another, I missed it because I don't really pay attention to Disney so much anymore. But, oh, looky there. It's another Haunted Mansion movie. And it's, oh, my gosh, this actually looks fun. So Philip is uh, getting a phone call. So I'm just going to keep the show rolling by playing some special audio that uh, I found uh, where they talk about it. There's a little featurette. This is short, but it's a little bit more about the Haunted Mansion. Sir, can I look? Wait, you hear something? Ah! We're making a movie! <laughs> In Haunted Mansion, I wanted everything to feel as if it came right off of the ride. When I walked through the set, oh my goodness, it's powerful to see it. The level of detail from the bus down to the wallpaper. You just felt like this really feels haunted. It's kind of amazing seeing the Haunted Mansion come to life. <laughs> What we wanted to do is preserve the details that fans remember and expand the universe around them. What is this place? It's a seance room. Maybe I'll just do a little blessing and get us started. God, give us a break. Amen. The thing that makes the ride so cool is that the mansion already has a history. This place is legendary. And our characters are discovering it. If we don't solve this mystery, we're stuck here for eternity. For me, the secrets of this movie was always going to be the ensemble. It was one of those great casts. Everybody loves each other. We bonded. It was fun to go to work every day. It was so much fun. We laughed a lot. It's a unique story with moments of levity and fun. <laughs> and there's a lot of scares as well. When audiences come out of the theater, no. I want them to be like, whoa, wait a minute, hold up. I'm scared, but I want to do it again. Be careful. Death lurks around every corner. <laughs> so this we we've even got the hat box ghost in here. We've got a little nod to the original story that was gonna be like of the, the fisherman pirate guy. 
uh, and the flooding room and stuff like that. We've got nods to all the even the original stuff. Uh, just oh my goodness, they put so much into this that uh, how can you not be excited if you're a fan of the haunted mansion at all? <laughs> it looks like a lot it. of fun. Oh yes, oh yes. I am just I'm wigging out. I'm like oh my gosh, this is gonna be great. Oh, so yeah. I'm looking forward I'm to seeing it. Yep, yep, yep. That's coming out later this month in just a just a couple more weeks, man. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. So oh yeah, we're going. But now here's something you've been waiting for. Something I didn't know was happening until today, coming November 22nd. It's going to be in theaters, also on Apple Plus TV. Joaquin Phoenix, under director Ridley Scott. Well, last time they worked together, that I really remember seeing something was Gladiator, and my goodness, Joaquin Phoenix was so good in that. Mm-hmm. Napoleon. He'll be good. No doubt you've seen the chaos in the streets. We must make an example, or France will fall. What would you do if this assignment of defense was transferred to you? I promise you brilliant successes. costume you have on. This is my uniform. I led the French victory at Toulon. What is your name? Napoleon. As the course of my life has changed. Napoleon. I'm destined for greatness. But those in power will only see me as a sword. I suggest you take the throne as a king. Shall we vote? This learning has held the world hostage with his egotism and his lack of simple good manners. forces against me. What's the outcome of this if you don't succeed? Your Majesty, we are discovered. Good. I'm the first to admit when I make a mistake. I simply never do. So this is expected this Thanksgiving. Uh, nice historical drama directed by Ridley Scott and from a screenplay uh, by David Scarpa. Napoleon stars Joaquin Phoenix as the French emperor and military leader. This film is original and personal look at Napoleon's origins and his swift, ruthless climb to emperor, viewed through the prism of his addictive and often volatile relationship with his wife and one true love, Josephine, played by Vanessa Kirby. Film captures Napoleon's famous battles, relentless ambition, and astounding strategic mind as an extraordinary military leader and war visionary. It looks cool. Yeah, uh, it does I'm, look good. I'm very interested. Uh, I like a good historical drama anyway. Yeah, me too. 
and a great historical figure. And I, because I don't remember, you know, how, you know, because eventually uh, France kind of turned on him and he got locked yeah. up. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what, what, what his, has changed? His ego, much like the actor, his ego, he's kind of, I mean, I like him, but he's he's a, he's a kind of an oddball. But his, uh, yeah. his ego, talking about Napoleon's, his ego is his downfall, too. His mm-hmm. ego, he had a, a very strange ego because he felt bad about being short. It was one weird thing. That's yeah. where they, they call it a Napoleon complex. Napoleon complex, yeah. Because... He felt weird about that, and so he was a very egotistical individual, in in some ways for the weirdest ways. But he wanted to. Well, we know his name, we know his name. That's for certain. But uh, my father and brother got to go to where some his uh, Waterloo battle happened, and uh, they was talking about a lot of things they got to see there. It's very interesting. Some of the things they talked about from seeing it. But yeah, he was he was an interesting man. Never not one you'll forget about. That's for certain. Yeah, left so his mark I'm- on history. Yeah, he did, and I'm definitely interested in checking yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Out. I like I like a good historical piece. Oh yeah. Well. So, all right, and now it's time for a movie review. All right, I know we're we're a couple of weeks behind on this now yes, with are. our review of the movie. Yes, <laughs> Indiana are. Jones and the at Dial least, of Destiny. At least a week and a half, right? I mean, at least. Yeah, it's it's been About a couple a week of weeks. And a half. Since yeah, it came out. Yeah. yeah, it has. But we're finally getting a chance to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, we don't like to ruin Harrison anything Ford for anybody. You know, we right. really don't. <laughs> yeah, Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller Bridge, Antonio Banderas in a surprise spot. Somebody yes. that I'm not going to say. Uh, because it'll be a, it'll be too much of a ruin. Uh, I would have thought that he'd have been a bigger character when I, when I first he was going to be heard he was going to be in it. Yeah, because he's not a small name. Yeah, he's a big name. Uh, I mean, golly, but you got Toby Toby Jones in there, Mads Mikkelsen, a lot of big name people playing. Yes. In, and but I've also brought up the IMDb list because you know getting some of the names right. Oh uh, yes. Doctor Voller is the Mads Mikkelsen. Yes. Because um, there's some of the German names were kind of hard to oh. get. For, Yes, I know. The one, the one thing I will say about going back to Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's yeah, I watched it. Fun, it's it watchable. Is. It's not great, but it's it's no. watchable. It's about half and that's good. the same case that I'm giving this one. Yes, it's watchable. You'll probably have some fun, but it's not that good. I th- I take both of them as they're not. I like. I think both are good, but both are not great. Um, this this is my personal opinion. I like this one slightly better, but only because. And that's not anything about the directing on either one, but only because um, in this one I felt like it ha- the when it when it ends it has a good kind of done ending thing and yeah. and uh, but which the last one did too that good last to one did too everything. but for me and I, I watched Last Crusade about twice this year one was with my nephew and one was alone and it's amazing. I, I've never quite seen it until this year. And then after I got done watching it, I watched someone online, uh, like on YouTube, watching it, and he had the exact same thought as me. And that was that the first half of uh, Crystal Skull was a really fun Indiana Jones movie, and the second half is not. And this, right. is, this is my second, uh, this is just my thought. The first seemed very Spielberg, and the last part of, of Crystal Skull seemed very Lucas. 
uh, almost too sci-fi-ish and all. This I don't get that from this as far as one director because there's only one guy. We know that. Yeah. But I will say, but I will say about this new film, I don't want to give too much away in case someone hasn't seen it. You know, I don't want to give too much. We could talk a little bit about it because, you know, but in both films, they uh, they're Indiana Jones ish in certain spots. But where we're in the other one to my crystal skull, they went a little far out of the realm of the Indiana Jones that we're used to more historical and not uh, legend, and more you know, more of a supernatural legend. Supernatural uh, was what we're used to in the original trilogy. Yeah, they went sci-fi this, with the last one, and with this one went sci-fi this one. as well. Now I know that originally, from what I saw of what I had read, Lucas always had intended to do more films and have some sci-fi stuff involved with it, but you didn't in the first three, so it's a little harder for us to take it. And the other thing, I know maybe they did the comics. I remember there was some of that, but that still is comics. It's a little different. Yeah. And then the other the other thing is is um, uh, with with that in this. I mean, at least because they did it in the fourth one, it was a little easier for me to swallow in this one because you'd already done it. You already kind of passed that thing that uh, supernatural. I mean, the uh, sci fi thing. But also with this one, uh, for the whole Indiana Jones feeling in this one, you've already get this idea that Indiana Jones not in the first part of the film because the first part was great. The first twenty minutes. But in this film, because yeah, it's the flashback, and we get to like oh, a, it was great. It was a, a pretty and, decent CGI. They did it. Yeah, they did the. I mean, you it. get a few little moments where you can see little things yeah. where you're like, okay, that's not quite hitting. But for what they could do, and here's the thing: it really is Harrison Ford. It's Harrison yeah. Ford doing the action, and he and they go and over doing it the with, talking is still sounding like an eighty yeah. year old man. <laughs> yeah, but they, they went back over it with maybe a forty year old voice here and there with the you know the CGI or whatever you want to call it, the audio, and then they went back over it with his own picture. Like they said, they went over it with yeah. pictures of him throughout the years, you know, of different films, and he came off kind of a mid to late thirty ish, you know, yeah. look. It did pretty good. Uh, I loved it, that part of it. And then the later on, it was kind of like he wasn't Indiana Jones-like after that through most of it because it was as if he had retired from who he was because yeah. of what had happened in his life. And till yeah, this movie, is, it's depressing. It's about him being depressed. Yes. That's the, that's the, why, like, the entire plot of the movie. And that's what pulled it from, instead of feeling like an Indiana Jones movie, it felt like a study in depression, which doesn't get resolved until the very end of the movie. We finally cure his depression by something that yes. happens. And that's also why you don't get as much, you get some of it, but it's why you also don't get as much of the Indiana Jones music until he starts becoming himself again. But which he doesn't really, because at the end, he's he's given up at the end of the film. And what you've heard about the end of the film, I'm not going to say what it is, does happen. Yes, it's not quite the way I first heard of it. And so it uh, happened exactly the way I heard it. And that was already something I was like, well, please, I hope they decided not to do that. But no, they it was still there. And uh, they they completely just shut down a character that you grew up with as a child. He, 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 he doesn't get over his depression until something changes after an incident that happens that yeah. the people really up, were upset about when it leaked that this was going to happen. And it did happen. I personally thought it was, it was really good. It just wasn't... The first three are set on a... Uh, I'm talking about the first three films. Are set on a, a great course that you... just They're wonderful. But none oh, of yes. them, to me, will ever beat that first movie. Uh, to me... Raiders of the Lost Ark is A plus, and Last Crusade is A, and um, Temple of Doom is, we'll say, A minus. A-. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then and then the, this new one, 
I'll I'll put it a B. And I wouldn't and even give it that. <laughs> and and I'll give I'll give Last Crusade out of kindness. I'll give it a B minus. This is just me personally. I'll give it a you B minus. You mean Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Because yeah, Last Crusade. That's, that's what I said. Oh, I'm. And a, actually, I'm I'd a, give Last Crusade an A plus. That one, I I put it on up there at the same level as Raiders. I love the yeah. Last Crusade so much. I just didn't like it Maybe as like much as. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as the Raiders of the Lost Ark, but uh, I still love it. I love all the first three, and I even like th- this one even better in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Here's something else I didn't know until until just a week ago. I didn't know that Sean Connery was going to be in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but he didn't like the scene they had for him as enough to come out of retirement. So I can understand that, but it would have been yeah. nice just to have one scene because I love Henry. Just that one a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm, you know, I'm gonna give this one the same ranking I'd give King of Crystal Skull, where it's it's a it's a C. It's about an average movie, and you're gonna have a good time watching it. Yeah, that's fun. I don't know if I necessarily recommend going to the theater, um, but it's I mean it's worth watching. You're gonna have a good yeah, time yeah, watching it. But this one had so many problems that you're gonna point out, and uh, I do love if y'all uh, watch the pitch meeting things by, by comedian Ryan George. Where he'll go through and he'll kind of make fun of how that they might, were pitching this movie and movie and all the things that are like really really off. Uh, he he named out uh, a lot of what I had, had pulled out, um, uh, including one where the, uh, the 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 bad guy basically dies in the first twenty minutes, but then he's miraculously alive. And he did confirm what I was thinking that the guy takes that hit in the head, not the chest, and it should have killed him. Uh, that was like the primary, but then there, they, we a lot of other things listed like where, how in the world do you manage to get a piece of dynamite when you're being watched by the bad guys? How does the engine being blown up in a boat suddenly start working again and get you back? You know, how does the bridge miraculously come back when that got broke? There's so much stuff that like who wrote this? Not well, uh, Lucas and any of his people, not Lawrence Kasdan or anybody who might have written an, actually a decent script. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's still fun. But it there's is. so many problems plus, with the story. Plus, they, uh, unfortunately, in the Indiana Jones films, uh, they're based off the old serials, and yeah. all of them. And I'm, I'm talking even Raiders of the Lost Ark have a lot of things. That that one is the least of the problems, but they all have things that are a little hokey in things that happen because yeah. they're based off the old serials, and so they all. So that's have a, their there's a way things. you can be hokey and make it work. Yeah, you know, just a little hokey thing, and it works and it's fun. This one is just like, wait a minute. One thing that's cool that I didn't even realize they did in this film. I just it never occurred to me because I didn't. I just never looked. The other day I saw this picture I thought was amazing. That they made this mask that the stunt people wore that make them look like Harrison Ford, and it <laughs> looks. You can put the computer version of his face on in there anyway. They could, too, but so. they made these masks so that. But it's so cool looking. It looks so good that that it showed this guy wearing the mask, and I thought, oh my gosh. That is a, of course, I who knows how much these masks cost that, that, to make these things. But it looks <laughs> so amazing that it really looked like it when he was riding on it. And I, I was like, wow, that looks a good hair. But look it up. Some of these masks they wore, wore, it looked like him basically, we won't say frowning, but kind of just like a standstill face. And I thought, that's pretty cool that they could do that. You know, it had to be hot for the stuntman, though, uh, wearing a yeah. mask like that. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. But this this is the lowest opening of yes. an Indiana Jones movie. It only sixty million when it opened, and yet uh, Helena, whatever, well, the woman who played Helena is still Helena. going. Phoebe Waller Bridge has been going. I was like, oh, just wait till you get to see the series I'm in. She's still apparently plugging it. It's oh, like, uh, I, I don't know that you're going to get it because this is not doing well. 
In fact, this movie got beat by a movie that I still want to go see, The Sound of Freedom, which was a small independent movie that Disney passed on because Fox had made it. Disney decided not to do it. They took it over to Netflix. Netflix didn't want it. They put it out in theaters, and this thing, for only having a limited opening, beat the heck out of Indiana Jones. Yeah. And uh, heck, I even was looking up. It's like, well, what what people are seeing, what are people saying? The meta score right now, 58. Based on 65 critics, the user score is even a 4.2 out of 10. This is like, this is clearly the worst of the the franchise, and that's saying something considering yeah. King of the Crystal Skull. Yeah, and which I is think a shame. The, the biggest problem I have is not so much that it is science fiction that they don't even really explain very well, but it's the fact that the movie is a depressed Indiana Jones, and he's you know you know he's got good reason to be depressed, and it oh, it added sure. some heart to it when you get some reasons for it, but we don't go to see Indiana Jones to see him be depressed the entire movie. Yeah. And they really lost, you know, and it's the same thing they did with Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, where they That's divorced true. him and killed him off. They they don't seem to realize we don't want you to do these to our childhood heroes. We don't like that. Maybe Stop if it. they maybe if they'd had even if they decided to do the depressed thing, if they learned to change it around during the beginning, maybe not the beginning, but I mean this the beginning of him coming back in the middle of the movie. Because you're right. It's sad to see these people. I mean, depression is a part of life, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but and bad things happen to people. But we we don't want to see that with our heroes that are not built around depression. Yeah, because um, because the truth is, our heroes are made to help us to feel good. Though I did enjoy the film. Yeah. Better than yeah, I thought. It's enjoyable. You can you can watch and have a good time. But maybe it's because I heard so much about how this is going to be the worst film ever made or whatever. Sometimes it helps me to to see a film and I end up enjoying it because when you hear that you're <laughs> going to see something bad, and you need to go, yeah. oh that wasn't bad. Your low you expectations. Know? You come in like, oh well, that, it could have been worse. Well, no, I mean, and there's, I was, there's some genuinely fun. Yeah, business, there was a lot of fun. You know? And as so I was telling you, I was telling you when I saw it with you, which I seen it the day before. So when I saw it with you. One of the fun parts of it was the foreshadowing and stuff I saw. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, there, there was a lot of neat foreshadowing things that, of course, I didn't see it the first time. Because right. how? why would I? You know, I, why would I see that? <laughs> right. the, the, the ending thing. Although it was kind of getting, I could, I could see things coming. I was like, I think I know where this is going. Same here. But seeing it the second time, it was more than obvious, you know, things because you already know how it's going to what's going to happen. Right. But there's a lot of fun things and a lot of good actors in it. Even oh, definitely was character a lot of good actors, actors and others that you've seen on other things that you're like, oh, hey, that's cool. I like that guy. And Or I'm, oh, I'm yeah. used to seeing him as a villain and they have him as a good guy. And that's kind of fun because you'd like to see how they can switch stuff up. Yeah. So, I mean, it's definitely worth watching. It may not John be worth Williams. going to the theater. Oh, John yeah, Williams. You got John Williams. Can, oh, man. John, yeah. You can't beat that guy. That guy Although, is the best. He, he felt like kind of what I felt like with the Star, the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Like, yes, the trend in Hollywood is where they're burying the soundtrack underneath yes. stuff. Now it's not you don't want to have a big voice for a soundtrack anymore. So I feel like they buried John Williams underneath stuff to where I didn't really notice that many themes going on. That's what I had with um, maybe not the theme part, but with um, with C- uh, Episode One of Star Wars, um, you didn't get the Star Wars theme much until the end. And that's kind of what you get in this, but when but you, you still it, got you got new themes that you could hear yes. and recognize throughout the movie. I, I recognize a new theme for the prequels. I recognize a new theme for her just a little bit. Yeah, a little There's bit. A, a little bit of themes for her, but I'm telling you, John Williams has brought us some of the greatest themes, in my yeah. opinion, the greatest themes of all, some of all time, maybe of all time. Oh but, yeah, he's definitely the, he's the king. He's the he king. is the king. He's the maestro. 
Yeah, he's he just can't stop him. So, oh. but I I wish they would unleash him a little bit more and let him do what we know he can do because I felt he's like they're best. holding him back through the, no, the they trilogy and in this one. You I felt like he, they're him. holding him back. He's just too good. But uh, jumping in uh, from there into just main content of sharing some fun memories, uh, and I even went man Indie Engines Wiki. What I probably could have done is I bet you have this too. The uh, what is it? DK Books. Where oh, they, yes. they make those big table books. I've actually got a table book of uh, Indiana Jones, and they even like timeline out all this different yes. stuff that was happening in comics. The comics and, and, the, uh, and the young, whatever you call it, Young Chronicles. The young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Well, they kept changing the title of that. I don't know if you've noticed that. They've changed the title of that series a few times now. And uh, they even changed the way it was originally presented to us. Because originally, it was a series that was a one-hour thing, and yeah. it had, and they uh, had a, like they had a big two hour premiere thing for TV yes. too. And it had an old man who originally was going to be the old Indiana Jones. And they took him right. out, which because he was kind of silly and overboard. They had him with a patch on his eye. Yeah. And they had him as a, a, a belittled kind of a belittled old man. He was kind of dumb and ignorant. And they're like, oh, we don't want to do it with Andy. And they're smart yeah. to do that, especially now with we have him at that age, basically. <laughs> right. And he didn't and look the, like Harrison. Yeah, and I've seen like the pictures. He didn't look like it. How are we supposed to believe that was Harrison Ford at all? Uh, and honestly, know. that actor who they got, and I don't want to put the guy down, Sean, whatever his name was, uh, not a bad actor, but he was not indie either. He was the the young man, was not indie either. Yeah. He, well, he I just, think River Phoenix had even died by this point, and they wanted to go, I think, even predating was, the River Phoenix. It was just a uh, little before he, that. Just a yeah. little before that. But the truth be told, River Phoenix behaved like Harrison did. Yeah. Oh, he this nailed guy it. did. This guy didn't though. He just yeah, this he was kid too just shy. Didn't have too it. nice. Yeah. Too he just didn't have it. Um but I'm I will say some of the stories were good. Sorry. Some of the stories were good in, in there, but some were not. And but now the comic book was a different thing because in the comic book when you're reading it, this is how it is in comics. When you're reading it, when you're reading the uh Batman eighty nine, you're hearing Michael Keaton. You're hearing Jack Nicholson. Yeah. You're hearing Danny DeVito, whoever. When you're uh, reading the comic books of uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman, you're hearing Christopher Reeve. You're hearing yeah. you're hearing Lex Luthor. You know he's Gene Hackman or whatever. And the same with, with the Indiana Jones comic book. You could hear Harrison Ford. I was the same way with the Star Wars ones that are meant to look like, or the Star Trek that's based off of these. It's, they call them Star Trek Season 4. And I'm hearing William Shatner. I mean, th th those are really great comics because they're made to be like the show or like the comic or like yeah. the movie, I mean to say. And they do a good job with that. I think so, anyway. All right. But anyways, diving into memories uh, yes. that we were aiming for here. Uh, the funny part about this is, and I've, I've said this many times before, even with the Star Wars trilogy, I saw Star Wars. Yes. Then I read a novelization of Empire, and I, then I saw Return of the Jedi, and then oh. I saw Empire Strikes Back later. And this is over a large course of time. Oh. Uh, it's almost a similar thing with this one, because Raiders, what I saw first, because Raiders came out in 81, so I would have been four years old. Mm. And the only clips I saw of this was Tote's face melting and all this uh. stuff. Again. I was like, I don't think I want to watch this. That was horrifying. <laughs> so then Temple of Doom comes out, and I remember when we rented the Temple of Doom, I was like, I was like, this is the face melting movie. Like, I don't know. It's like, you know, everybody says the Indiana Jones is great, but we get a heart getting ripped out of a guy. And I, I, I had to walk out of the room. I was like, what in the world? But I ended up watching all of it. But you know, Temple of Doom is not where you should start these. But no. that's the first one I saw. Even though it and is that was the impression right. it gave me. 
And so I went a long time. I was like, well, I don't really want to watch Raiders because this is horrible, grotesque, and this nasty, and I don't want to watch it. Uh, and so, you know, Last Crusade came out. I'm like, oh, but that looks good. And Sean Connery. And I saw so I wanted to oh, see yeah. it. So uh, I had seen Temple of Doom. And I, I remember at some point when um, Last Crusade was coming, I was like, you know, well, we've got Raiders Lost Ark. I see it on a videotape. We recorded off HBO. I fell asleep watching it, but I was liking what I had seen. But it was, I'd, I'd been watching it late by myself and I fell asleep. So I don't think I saw Raiders in completion because I'd seen bits of it, but I didn't see it in completion until after I'd seen The Last Crusade. Oh, wow. And then I'd come back and I, I in fact, I I think I'd, I hadn't watched all of Raiders all the way through until there was like a special event. They were showing an original print at a theater. And I oh, think wow. Heather and I went while we were still dating. That's the first time I would think I remember seeing wow. Raiders of the Last Ark from beginning to end all the way through without seeing it this bit, and then I've seen that bit, and then I've seen that bit, and I've seen that bit. That's the yeah. first time I think I saw the whole thing. And then, of course, I bought DVDs and stuff, and so, you know, I've seen it many times since then, but that's the first time I remember actually seeing from start to finish without seeing it. You know, while I saw this clip, and where, you know, there's a lot of movies I've seen enough of it to where I've kind of seen the whole movie. I just haven't seen it all in order. And that's what Raiders was for the longest time. That's I was awesome. never catching it because as you get later on, you know, you don't really have it being shown on TV as much. Well, you but Temple of Doom, I'd seen it at least a few times after I'd kind of gotten used to, like, the heart being ripped out and stuff, was, and I realized that's not the whole movie. I had and we even uh, did a thing in blessed. school. Uh, on Temple of Doom, we actually watched the making of, of Temple of Doom oh, in middle school. I was very blessed. I, my grandma took us all out to the movies to see it. You know, me and my cousins and all we went out to see it several times. My uh, father took us too. So with my grandma alone, she took us five times to see Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh my goodness! And oh yeah, she'd take us all in there, mostly us boys, because there's six boys. And she so that and these weren't the cheap theaters. These were the expensive. My grandma was she was so wonderful. I loved her so much. She was a great woman. She'd take us, and because she knew we loved it, and we did. We just loved that movie. We loved adventure, and we'd go out. We'd all play as Indiana, and then we'd, uh, yeah. I mean, and then, and I put on this brown cowboy hat because I thought that was the same thing, wasn't? Of course, but, <laughs> uh, but you know, closest I had, you know. So then, uh, my dad took us a couple times to see it too. We all loved it, and then um, when I was, in Temple of Doom came out. I loved that too. I remember saying we'd go on vacation. We didn't have much money, believe it or not. So uh, that was our vacation time. We stay here at home and we go out and do things. And that was we'd go out and see Indiana Jones. And we saw, um, I, I think, uh, Top Secret and a couple and uh, Gremlins all in the same week. Oh goodness! And, and now that was all a lot of fun for us. We went out to Children's Palace, and I remember getting Gremlins oh yeah. And we, I remember we we went to World of Fun. Oh yeah, we went to World of Fun, and I went. I, I was on Orient Express just the day after I saw Temple of Doom. And I was like, oh, man, you know, that not so funny. I was talking like short round. And then we went on and Fury of the Nile opened up. And it was like a Temple of Doom type of thing yes, in a lot of ways. And so it just so when I think of Temple of Doom, which I love, it was a lot like that to me. It's like, it's like it reminds me of Fury of the Nile. It brings it all back to me. And I love that. And then, of course, last we say 89 was one of my favorite years. You get my favorite movie with Batman and all these wonderful things. I just, I love those original Indiana Jones, and I even like a lot. I like these new ones, but boy, Indiana Jones means a lot to me. I think of the toys, and now they're bringing out the new toy, the old toys again. I've got them, and Jeremy, you'll like this. I ordered; it's on its way. I ordered the horrible LJN Indiana Jones action figure. <laughs> it's uh, on its way. Yeah. I I collect a bunch of stuff. My dad was a big Indiana Jones collector, and. That's what he left me before he passed away. Is a lot of things, including all those, and some of those things were stolen from me. But some of the, uh, I still have a lot of the things he left me. And so when I think of Indiana Jones, I think of my daddy. Yeah, that's a lot of what. I um, 
What movie was it we were at at the drive-in? I'm pretty sure you were at I think it was when we were doing right after Vacation Bible School. Mm. The Last Crusade was actually playing in the screen behind us. I don't remember what movie we were watching, but we kept looking back to see what was happening in The Last Crusade. Couldn't hear it. I don't remember if I was with I you or not, but I know... I, I know that we were looking back. I know that if we did, uh, maybe Batman came out that same year. I know Honey I Shrunk the Kids came out that year. It probably was Honey I Shrunk the Kids. Probably because you know, we that might saw that in the drive-in uh, at least once, and mo- mom wanted to see that multiple times. I remember so that. You know, I remember. I bet that's what it was because I think I'd already seen Honey I Shrunk the Kids, so we kept looking back to see what was happening on the Last Crusade. I loved. Uh, that was a good movie, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. But 89 had a lot of great shows come out that year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, indeed. There's a lot of years that are great for movies. Yeah. But, but I, anyway. you know, somewhere I actually have, uh, I probably got stocked away. I found at a comic convention the film comic book adaption of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have one. I, yes. I have not read through it because I'm trying to keep it in good shape. Marvel. But it's, it's, it's not the individual comics. It is the collected yes. comic. That's and still they would, the same a little thicker. Stuff. And yeah, I don't know about thicker. this one. I don't know about this one. But sometimes when they bring out that Marvel, I think DC did it too sometimes, but they'd bring them out and they'd have just a little bit like a film reel on the side sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Just to, just to make it say, like, yeah, this is the film adaption. And, they did that and on Conan the Barbarian, you know. They had Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> which is Marvel. And, and I have right. the first one of that. There was like a three. And I got the first one of that. And it kind of looks like the, the movie poster, but kind of not, you know. <laughs> That's kind of fun, though. I love it. I love Conan. You know, I love yeah. all that stuff back then. But yeah, so that's, that's some. I should have collected people's memories about Indiana Jones and watching it as they grew up, but I uh, didn't get really a chance to, and stuff like that. But yeah, I, this, this was a major part of probably partially my childhood, but more, I guess, my uh, preteen years. And when we get up to the Last Crusade, because Last Crusade is still. Probably my favorite, just because Sean Connery, but yes, I love Raiders, and yes. I, I got to put them on the same level, because they're both brilliant. Temple of Doom is still, of the original three, it's still my least favorite of the three, but I still enjoy yeah. it, mainly when you get to that point, when it, when that movie just turns around, and it's like, okay, let's get out of here, and when when Harrison Ford just looks over, all of us, yeah. and that movie just turns right there, like, go Indy, go Indy! I love, oh, but there's so many things stuff. back then that tried to be on the Indiana Jones level. I'm sure you remember a lot of those movies and games, you know, Pitfall. They they oh, tried yeah. to be Indiana Jones ish or like, you know, and and we would love it just because of that because Indiana Jones, re- right. just like Star Wars, really captured. Lucas was brilliant, and Spielberg being with it was great. Do you know that Spielberg originally was wanting to do this? Is one thing you're going to love to take you to the Last Crusade thing. Originally, Steven Spielberg was talking about doing a James Bond movie. He always wanted yeah. to do a James Bond movie. Yep. And and Lucas says, oh, I got something better than that. He goes, yeah, I got it. Lucas had a dog named Indiana. <laughs> yeah, he did. Which was, by the way, that's what, what Chewbacca, Indiana, was who Chewbacca was based off of. Uh, but he, Indiana Smith was who he was going to call him. Yeah, Lucas, oh, that would have been Spielberg terrible. Says, Spielberg says, oh, I love everything except the last name. He goes, he, he right. goes okay. Because, you know, there's Smith and Jones. So he says, well, okay, how about Jones? Indiana Jones goes, oh, okay, that's better. So, um, so uh, Spielberg thought okay i'll do this instead of james bond so that's why it's so great that the original james bond is being his dad now he was only 12 years older than harrison ford but he said he says well in movies he says well he says it's james bond 30 year olds playing teenagers in movies i mean you just kind of go with it and it was so so awesome they said well you know he's only 12 years older he goes ah 
James Bond. <laughs> yeah, because uh, really, because James Bond is totally the father of Indiana Jones in his own yeah. way. You know, it was that serial style series. Uh, yeah. And always the women just loving him and everything, which is yeah. something that's kind of we lost in this one because he's an old man or something. To, yeah. But having like the bits in Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's there trying to teach class and the girl's blinking and having the I love you on her. I, I love you. I love you. you know? Stuff like that. It's like that's that's part of what the, the weird charm is like. The women just would fawn over him ridiculously. And that was part of it. It's, it's not believable in this in here's the, another, in a real world sense, but it's just funny. Here's another uh, connection uh, on. We had. Indiana Jones on the movie screen, but at home we had Tom Selleck, Mr. Magnum <laughs> PI. Magnum PI. Because he was going to be Indiana Jones. And what mm-hmm. happened was he couldn't because uh the fact that he was signed up already to be Magnum. And so he couldn't yeah. do it. And because Lucas had this real thing. He didn't want Harrison Ford to be uh to, to be um Han Solo because he'd already been in American Graffiti. And he was really afraid that Harrison Ford was, everyone's going to think that he was his new um, Al Pacino as, as Al Pacino was to, to yeah. Ford. Well, and, Harrison uh, Ford was working as a carpenter on Star yeah, Wars. And just went, was. But he was helping read lines and everything. It, and they said, it, okay, we can't find Han Solo. You're just going to have to do it. And he said the same thing about the whole Indiana Jones thing. And then they said, and, and they're like, oh, come on. you know." So so they went back to Ford after the whole Tom Selleck fiasco. Yeah. I still think it would have been great to have Tom Selleck be the uh, villain in this one or something. <laughs> have him be last name Smith. That would have been great, you know. That would have been, been, been funny. Yeah. Been great, have him know? be like a long-lost brother or something. <laughs> or, or, or a cousin. Or even if it just been a fellow archaeologist or something. Right. That would have been well, great, you know. Smith. We still got that tribute on Rescue Rangers. Chip and Dale were dressed. That's as right. The You're Jones right. And, and Magnum PI. In fact, there's two figures I want to get right now of those two. Uh, of yeah, Chip and Dale. And they, it would be great because that, that's why they do look like Indiana Jones and Tom Selleck. That's yeah, and Magnum you know, PI. That's totally why they did it. That's and there's people who still, I think every year that this is new, because I've even seen just a few weeks ago with this movie yes. coming out, somebody posted up the picture that had a picture of Indiana Jones and Magnum P.I. and then Chip and Dale. Right, and then it had the, I was today years old when I learned this. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I learned that a long time ago. Me too, but it's fun. It. It's fun. Yeah. I'm glad they know it. I love it when people learn these things. They're like, oh my gosh. I'm like, yes, they totally you know did. Me. They, they, they pulled it out for you. I've got every Magnum P.I. right up there. And I got all sorts of Magnum stuff. I love, I'm talking the original Magnum. Yeah, not the new stuff. Not that new stuff. new stuff. I haven't really it's watched okay. much of the old stuff either. Oh, I got them all. It's right there, the toy and everything. I love it. <laughs> My goodness. But yeah, so yeah, a lot of great memories of Indiana Jones growing yeah. up. And heck, I even remember the there was Choose Your Own Adventure Indiana Jones where you yes. played like as, as Indy's nephew and you were going yes. along on the adventures with him. Uh, had uh, at least one of those books. Uh, comic books, video games, really a hard to understand video game with the Raiders of the Lost Ark where no yes. one knew what the heck to do on that one. But yeah, you, speaking you, of video you, games that that owe their existence to indie. Well, other than Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider really kind of borrowed a lot, but also then some of newer franchise that I think follows indie a little bit better is the Uncharted games. Uh, and even that Uncharted movie uh, was still pretty good. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't have the same feel of the games, but that Uncharted movie wasn't bad. It was fun. But the Uncharted games, although they're more, Nathan Drake is less of an archaeologist and more of a trying to get the money that this item might be worth. But he finds himself in situations where he's got to race for this this weird item uh, before some bad guy gets it that's going to do horrible things with whatever item. And it's sometimes like there's there's something, you know, he's going for the lost city of gold, but there's something inside the lost city of gold that's actually the real thing that the bad guy is after and stuff like that. But if you haven't played the Uncharted games, you totally yeah, got to play them. They've remastered the PS5. They are fantastic games. Even Laura Croft 
was had the Indiana Jones like yeah. thing yeah, going Raider. on, and yeah, they're they're really good, you know. And but Indiana Jones really kind of sparked. Stuff, I think they changed it a little bit. With yeah, a little bit with her. But but they really sparked something in us, you know. That that bring it to life, you know. George did a great job in that beginning, you know, getting it going. You know, he did a great job. He really did. Oh I yeah. And I love the games that spawned. You know, we've even had a few good uh, Indiana Jones games. I had one um, on Xbox 360. Yes. Well, it was an Xbox game, but it was uh, the Emperor's Tomb. And it was so hard that I, I put in a cheat code to make myself invincible. And I was getting <laughs> near the end. I fell down into a pit, but I couldn't die from hitting the bottom of the pit. Oh, and I was no. stuck down there. I couldn't get out, and I didn't have any re- saves to go back to. And I was That's like, oh, awesome. forget it. So I just I went and I traded it in. I had a great one for PlayStation, I want to say, 2. And it was it was a really fun one. I love that one because partially because it had the Nazis and it had mm-hmm. others. And to me, I'm not saying it's the only one, but there's something about Indiana Jones versus the Nazis. That's the classic feeling. And it was terrifying because I'd be down here where it's I'm at. probably the Emperor's and, Tomb because that's the only one I remember on console other than the Lego games. And Yes, and that was fun too. The Lego games some, were good. It was really terrifying. I think it was the Emperor's one. But it's very yeah. terrifying because I was in the dark a lot of times, like halfway in the dark, and I'd hear that boom, boom, and I'd be like, oh, it just, I felt like someone's going to come down and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have some crazy Nazi come down and yeah. like, oh, it's You have to understand something. You all don't know this. My father collected a lot of historical relics. Oh, and yeah. Things, oh, and yeah. he actually had come down. Now, if you didn't know anybody, you'd think something bad about my dad, but he had all sorts of flags of sorts of all different nations coming down, and he had. Uh, reenacted like hats and belts and stuff of, of the old German soldiers and all, and American soldiers and English soldiers and all stuff. And if you didn't know any better, you thought, "What? What is he? He's crazy!" No, he had uh, historical stuff coming all the way down. So I remember when before I knew what all this meant, he had all these different things of historical things, including different uh, things that soldiers had received from the German soldiers back in the day. Some were were uh, yeah. remade, but some were really from back in those days. And uh, so now I don't know. I, my brother probably has all of them now. But all that being said is like if I really wanted to see that stuff, I could have just went up the stairway at the time and I would have seen it. It would have <laughs> <Yeah>. been there. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, we're getting up close to two hours, so we've got to wrap this up. But it's, before we go, I'm going to show this to you and I'm going to show this to everybody who's got video. I've been sitting here and I've been kind of making some noise because I was setting up. I Well, darn it. They got out of position. I've got Mickey and Minnie holding hands. There you are. This is the way they will be on the shelf. I went and mirrored the way they're in the back of the box. Where they're they're kind of waving and they're holding their hands That's and cute. Mickey and Minnie will be going up on a shelf here very soon, but uh, this has been a fun show. Of course, going yes. back and reliving some great memories, uh, and of course, come back next week. We'll do more. I got to find my show notes here. Where are my show notes? There we go. So I can go and thank everybody. Here we go. Make sure you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, by the way, because you will see a thing right there in the middle of the screen. If you happen to have a podcast called My Podcast Reviews. Uh, you can get all your reviews from around the world, and even the creator of that, uh, Daniel, is doing some upgrades, and he's going to have a, some brand new features up available uh, for a very low cost. You can get uh, get there, and you can get all reviews sent even to your email. Of course, and we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the intro. Don't forget to send us an email at podcastneverlandpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Join the Neverlanders on the NeverlandPodcast.com website. Become an official Lost Boy or Pixie, because we have Pixies, because girls are too clever. They don't get lost. Make sure while on the website you go to our shop where you can get some fun designs. And I got a few more designs I need to get in there on T-shirts. Uh, I think you can get coffee mugs, mouse pads, 
can get like phone cases and every little bit does help. By the way, also if you want to help out the show, and if you're not getting to see the video of this, donate through patreon.com slash neverlandpodcast. You'll find that link on the website as well. And you can go through and become a regular patron and get special bonus type of things. In fact, you can get an RSS feed without any of those annoying ads. And of course, you've also got the video so you can see my beautiful face and Philip's beautiful face as we're having this conversation. And heck, he's even got a nice haircut and I really badly need one. So, we gotta wrap this thing up, so I'm just gonna now tell you to get lost. Animator! <laughs> he stole my line! <laughs> I usually try to give it a 10 count, and he cut me off at 5 seconds. I uh, couldn't help myself. I'm so it, sorry, friend. It's just the energy, the energy, the Hulkamania was running wild! Ooh, let me couldn't... tell you something, brother. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, I gotta kill this shit before we go too far off. <laughs> 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 we'll see you next time. <laughs>